The Holy Gospel according to John, the sixth chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus said, Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining about it, said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But among you there are some who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who were the ones that did not believe and who was the one that would betray him. And he said, For this reason I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted by the Father. Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, Do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Last week we heard the beginning of what's known as the Bread of Life Discourse, and we witnessed the feeding of the 5,000. And today's Gospel is its conclusion, which means we've missed some 30 verses. So a short summary may be helpful. After the crowds were fed, Jesus and the disciples departed and crossed the sea to Capernaum, where the crowds fed on him again. And there, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. And immediately, grumbling and murmuring began. And hearing them, Jesus continued teaching. And that's where we rejoin the story this morning. At this point, the crowds aren't the only ones murmuring and grumbling, though. John tells us that Jesus' own disciples are there. They say this teaching is difficult. How, who can accept it? And when Jesus hears them, he asks, does this offend you? So what is the teaching that is so difficult and offensive? 
not only to the people in the crowd who have, may have been hearing Jesus for the first time, but even for those who had committed to following him. The teaching that is so difficult is that Jesus came from heaven. The cause for scandal is in verse 62. Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? Because let's face it, if Jesus came down from heaven and ascends there again, it means the gospel is true. It means he truly is the Son of God. It means that just as John stated in the first verses of his gospel, in the beginning Jesus was with God and was God. It's scandalous. John invites all of us hearing his gospel today to answer for ourselves how we will respond to this truth. The people in the crowd that day probably had a host of reasons to be there. Maybe they followed Jesus that day because they had nothing better to do. Maybe they showed up because they needed something, healing or food, or to not be alone. Maybe they were just curious about this teacher and preacher, and they were afraid of missing out. Others there were disciples. Certainly some were the 70 who were sent out ahead of Jesus to towns and other places. But we don't really know the full number of those who counted themselves as his disciples at this point. We do know from John that the 12 apostles were there. So you had outsiders and you had insiders and then you had the most intimate friends all together. And faced with this difficult teaching that God truly did send God's own son to us for the sake of the world, people made their choices. For some, perhaps their curiosity was satisfied, so they moved on to the next big attraction or returned home to the lives they had been leading, unchanged. But John also tells us that many of Jesus' own disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. These are people who had spent some significant time following Jesus. But now it was too difficult. Their faith was shaken and they rejected him. Seeing these responses, Jesus asked the 12 apostles, those closest friends and followers of his, do you also wish to go away? And that's when we get Peter's confession. Like we hear in Mark when Peter declares, you are the Messiah. And in Matthew when he says, you are the son of the living God. Here Peter says, we have come to know and believe you are God's holy one. The only one to whom we can go. The only one who has the words of eternal life. 
Importantly, in John, the confession rests on the cornerstone that is Peter's belief. In John's gospel, remember that believing is the same as knowing Jesus and that knowing Jesus means being in relationship with Jesus. But John also shows us the consequences of not believing and deliberately walking away from God's presence and participation in our lives. It is Judas's unbelief that sets him apart and leaves him vulnerable to evil. He doesn't believe that Jesus is who Jesus says he is. Maybe he thinks Jesus is a good teacher or even a prophet. Maybe he thinks he's a magician. But he doesn't believe he's God. And in his unbelief, he breaks relationship with Jesus and betrays him. So again, John invites us to answer for ourselves how will we respond to Jesus? John gives us three possible answers. There are believers or knowers. There are those who walk away from Jesus and reject him. And then there are those who intentionally betray him. I admit, I want to say, I'm with the apostles every single time. But sometimes it is hard to believe. And sometimes it is hard to be Jesus to other people. And often this teaching makes me uncomfortable. Because I want to make room for the people who are undecided. But in this passage, John doesn't give us that option. In this passage, we have to choose. Thankfully, just as Jesus says about Judas later in John's Gospel, the first choice is God's. Every day, every time, God chooses us. And then we face the same choice that these followers faced. We have to choose whether to believe and live in relationship or not. We have to choose whether to commit fully to following Jesus with every part of our being and in every aspect of our lives. In our Lutheran tradition, we teach and believe that even when we choose that relationship, we cannot be faithful apart from God and the Holy Spirit working in us to make it possible. We depend wholly on God's grace to enable us to respond at all. So we pray honestly with the man in Mark 9, I believe, help my unbelief. When Jesus asks, do you also wish to go away? He knows it's a hard teaching. And yet we are encouraged to follow the 12 and follow Jesus, even as others walk away or make other choices. Let us pray. Holy God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to us to know you 
and for choosing to give us your love and forgiveness. Show us how to faithfully follow and to choose life with Jesus every time. By your Spirit, enliven us that our lives would witness to your abundant grace. We pray in the name of Jesus, our Savior and Lord. Amen.